Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life. Encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends through perspectives of hope in Christ. How important are mentors? What difference would it make in the lives of young people if mentors were available to them 24-7? Why would someone leave a successful career to focus his life on serving youth? This is the story of Jim Pocock, whose name reaches back generations in the world of rowing, known for innovation, craftsmanship, and influence on the sport at the level of Olympic gold medals. We pause here to remind you, dear friend, the reason we have the Good Life Show is to share how the love of Jesus makes a difference in the lives of people. I'm talking about the love of Jesus so strong. That he died on the cross for your sins and mine. He was buried and rose again on the third day, offering God's hope. Jim Pocock is president and co-founder of Elevate New England. He also serves on the national team, Elevate USA, helping the Elevate model launch in cities throughout America. An ordained clergyman, he has served as pastor of three churches as well as development officer for a liberal arts college. Jim and his wife, Beth, live in Gloucester. They have one son, a daughter-in-law, and a grandson. Jim, welcome to our show. Danny, thank you very much. Very happy to be with you and your audience. Where did you grow up? Well, I'm a native New Englander, Danny. I grew up in uh, Milford, Connecticut, so not far from the water and... uh, and as you mentioned, our family's involved in rowing, so water's always been very big for us. Say more. What was it like growing up there in Milford, Connecticut? Well, pretty suburban, uh, typical growing up time. Uh, you know, wonderful family, good friends near my grandparents and and my parents. It was uh, just a fine, uh, uneventful growing up, I think. I would imagine that... There were boats nearby. There was deep exercise going on in that process, maybe a competitive edge. Who would you say, Jim, influenced you most in your growing up years? Well, tell you the truth. I, uh, when I was a baby, my mother found a church and, uh, uh, you know, my, my dad wasn't particularly a religious guy, but my mother was. She grew up in faith. So she brought me as a baby. And then my brother who followed. And uh, so I grew up in that church. It was a Baptist church in our town. And when I was in high school, we got a youth minister who, for the first time in my life, I met a man that I said, I want to be like that guy. And uh, he lived a faith. And he lived uh, kind of a, a he's an athletic guy, a very well-read, uh, always curious about the world. And I just wanted to I just wanted to be like that guy. So. Sounds sounds like a, a kind of renaissance yep. person that yep. that it, that influenced you. This sounds like he inspired you. I did mention the Pocock name. Hmm. Share a little bit about the background of 
your 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 great uncles. Sure. Well, yeah. If, if uh, it's very interesting, I mean, there was a bestseller published in 2013, "The Boys in the Boat," uh, which is about the 1936 Olympic crew that won gold medal in in Berlin, as uh, you know, Hitler was building his his empire. And uh, George Pocock, who is prominently featured in that book, and and uh, he's my great uncle, my his brother, my grandfather, who you know, I, as I mentioned, I lived uh, right near. He he built boats for forty six years for Yale University, and between the two of those brothers, they've they they won their boats won every gold medal from nineteen twenty to nineteen fifty six. So so my name is uh, well known by anybody in the in the crew world in the rowing world there's a there's a label that was placed on every boat yeah what did it say yeah george pocock uh, had had labels his it said building boats to help build mankind building and, boats yeah. to help build mankind he was um you know if you read boys in the boat it, it, the author didn't really go much into this, but George Pocock was a believing man. He was a Christian, and he he actually was the uh, he was the Sunday school teacher for the high school boys in his church. So every Sunday that he was not traveling, he met with the high school boys. He never called them boys. He never called them high school boys. He called them young men. So he taught the young men's class. Uh, but his his view was that he wanted to build men and men of character. Uh, especially, and since he he built racing shells for a living, he, he thought this was the way that he was going to do it. Um, built them, trained them physically, mentally, and spiritually. Your father, your your George's brother, yeah, Dick, Dick. Mm-hmm. your grandfather, grandfather, exclusive rights. Well, there right. at, at at Yale, I'm thinking about your. You mentioned your your mother. You mentioned your youth pastor. You yeah. talked about your grandfather. You want to say more? No, um, I'm just thinking about yeah. your the faith background sure. that exists in you. Right. Say a little bit more about your well, faith background. Yeah. So I, yeah, as I grew up, uh, my most important social connection uh, group of friends was in my church youth group. I, I, we got this youth pastor at a crucial time in my life. I was a junior and senior in high school, you know, the, forming your identity at that time. And this guy uh, really inspired me to, as I went off to college, to think about ministry. Um, I uh, Actually, when I went to college, I began studying engineering, uh, found out my interests were more in the people development area and in sharing the gospel. So I switched into liberal arts and set my Set my path on a on a divinity track, and that inspired me to get into ministry. Divinity track ministry, three decades. Yeah. Describe what what that experience was like, particularly in preparing you for the work you're doing now with Elevate sure. New England. Well, when I got out of college, I was 21 years old. I knew I had applied to seminaries and I'd been accepted. I put a deposit down. And at Gordon-Conwell here in Boston. Um, but then I figured, my goodness, I don't want to go to seminary and get out at 24 and try to find a church. Who's, who wants to hire a 24-year-old pastor? So i asking the Lord what to do, and I wound up, I wound up uh, being hired by an inner-city rescue mission in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, 
If people know Bridgeport, that's a tough town. And uh, I spent the next three years working with urban kids in housing projects, uh, African-American kids, uh, Puerto Rican background kids, uh, some white kids. And really, for those three years, there was some good fruit for the gospel, but most of the fruit was in my life. I began to understand poverty. I understood why poverty persists, why um, a lot of people just never make it out of the city, never succeed in their lives. I just saw the the, the many the many attempts that uh, you know different agencies, nonprofits, government uh, to end this problem, but it's a problem that usually persists. Uh, it's the first time I realized uh, a, a, a statistic that is still true now: seventy-five percent of the prison population in the U.S. are high school dropouts, and most of those come from the cities, and most of those are people of color. Um, so that that made a profound impression on me in my early twenties. Early twenties, you're observing these things. Now, of course, now you you have decades to reflect with a, a, a deeper realization of the the cycles that exist, that these, I mean, we go back to even the days of, of Jesus when he talks about certain things will, you will always have with you, mm-hmm. whether it's poverty, there's just certain things. Now, what went on in your heart, Jim, even at that age? It sounds like a seed was planted in you. What was yeah. that seed? Describe what, what you felt, what, you, what, what, what stirred you. I always wanted to be the agent of of a, a catalytic change in somebody's life. I wanted anybody that I met, I wanted to help them discover what their full humanity was. And of course, the full humanity is is a you're a child of God. You're a, a, you're, you're you're precious. You have a savior. Do you know that? And um, so evangelism became a, a central passion of mine. Uh, but especially people formation, just um, beyond uh, yes, I'm a son or I'm a daughter of God. How do you how do you develop? How do you live a full life? So that has been that has been a passion and a driver of mine. Now, three decades in churches, yes. And you, where, where yeah. were these? So well, I went these to churches. Yeah, I, at age 24, I went to Gordon Conwell, graduated with a Master of Divinity. Um, had my ordination in the American Baptist churches. It's not the denomination I grew up in. I grew up in kind of an independent uh, uh, evangelical church, but I wanted I wanted a larger family that had churches, in particular churches that needed renewal. And the ABC, strong in many areas, but, but here in the Northeast needs, a lot of those churches need renewal. And I felt that those were my gifts. So I, uh, my first church was in Connecticut, uh, Stepney Baptist Church, which is uh, it's today. In fact, I spoke last week with the pastor there. Uh, it's a good, strong, healthy church right now. Um, at the time I took it, it was about 35 people and uh, always wondering if it was going to survive. Um, we did that for, I was married in that church, um, and uh, Beth and I, Served there for 11 years. Then we moved to California. We were in Huntington Beach, California for most of the 90s and then moved back to Massachusetts uh, outside of Boston. I was a pastor of a church in Wayland uh, for 13 years. 
You're listening to Jim Pocock. Jim is the the president and co-founder of Elevate New England, serving on the National Elevate USA, helping the Elevate model. He's going to talk about that model. But as you listen to him, with the collective measure of his experiences, he oozes care, love for young people, young men, young women, and not just to, to say things that are are, are nice, but, but to do something about it. And Elevate New England is positioned. They are already touching the lives of many young people and primed for growth. When we come back, you'll hear more from him. You know, as we typically do here at the Good Life Program, we, we really want to speak heart to heart. Yes, Jim speaking with me and here we are with you. So here's the thing. Would you open your heart to what might be conveyed to you and how that may be transformative in your life even today? Find out more, elevatenewengland.org. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life, aimlessly beneath the barren sky, leave it to me. says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Building long-term, life-changing relationships with New England's urban youth, equipping them to thrive and to contribute to communities. That's the mission of Elevate New England, the founder and president of Elevate New England. Jim Pocock is with us today. Find out more at elevatenewengland.org. If you're tuning in right now, maybe caught the tail end of the last segment. Look, you can get this program in its entirety. Just go to drdanny.live. Podcast available for you there. Subscribe, Apple, Spotify, major podcast platforms. It is available for you. Share it with a family member or friend. Jim, when did your vision for Elevate New England emerge? Danny, I was, uh, as we've discussed, I was a pastor for 30 years. Uh, my my pastoring, I, I felt the Lord was leading me in a different direction, maybe um, oh, a little over 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. I went to work for Gordon College, helping them in development. They needed um, somebody to get out and speak with donors. And it was during that time that I met a guy who was from Denver, 
who, as we were getting to know one another, shared that he was a founding board member for an organization in Denver called Colorado Uplift that was working with urban youth and helping them succeed. And uh, he and I met at a, at a, at a dinner. Uh, long after that dinner was finished, we were still sitting at the corner of the table talking to one another as he was describing this thing. And it, for me, it checked all the boxes as a, as a pastor and as somebody experienced with a little bit of experience in the inner city, uh, I, I realized why mentoring organizations don't always succeed, why all the social efforts to help urban kids succeed, the government, the, you know, the, the many dollars that are poured in, we still continue with all the problems. So I, I investigated this organization. It's been going for 40 years now in, in Denver. Great success. And after 48 hours of meeting those principals, meeting those kids, I said, you know, I'm going to bring this back to Boston. And I, I felt that I had a call. Uh, and so that was 2014. I started just talking to people in Boston. I knew a lot of, uh, I knew a lot of people working in the city. I knew a lot of people that, that might resonate with his vision. It took about a year, but in 2015, we formed a proto committee. In 2016, we we incorporated and had a board of directors and launched Elevate New England. Were there challenges in that year? Things that maybe disappointed you? Did you were you hoping that people would jump on earlier? Well, with yeah. the idea or, or yeah. Well, um, I suppose as a pastor of a church, you could say that I was a nonprofit leader because all churches are nonprofits. Yes, but sure. But leading, uh, I realize that there's a plethora of of organizations, Christian and non-Christian, religious and and civic, as the division is in nonprofit world, that were serving uh, the city one aspect or another, and especially in Boston, there is there are a ton of those organizations. So people said, well. Yeah, your elevate's a good idea, but you know we're already doing that with this organization or that organization. So uh, my conviction was, uh, uh, I wanted to help them and encourage them all. I've, I felt that our model was really unique, and it worked where others, you know, worked partially. I would, I would think that that was a a, a type of crossroads in the the journey. And what I mean by that is we might feel like we're hearing from God and we're excited about the vision. And then when you share it, others may agree, but they don't lend their support to it. They're, they're not buying into it, at least in the amount of time that we're thinking. The reason I say that is because someone today might have felt, as they're listening to you, Jim Pocock, yeah, I had an idea. I, I thought... I thought God was leading me to to do something, and then they got discouraged because they didn't receive the support that they were hoping for. For you, you you kept going. Yeah. What kept you going? Well, Danny, it's probably true in your life, and I know it's true in a lot of our listeners' lives. Uh, you often recognize where the Lord is leading in hindsight. You look back and you say, "Okay, this is what was happening," and um, so I. I knew that, and I, I knew something was going to break. turns out that we launched in the Merrimack Valley. Uh, we're in Lowell and Lawrence. The, now, those are two pretty big cities, you know, uh, 120,000 in each city, uh, gateway cities. It's not Boston where we were trying to start, 
but incredibly needy cities, a lot of opportunity. So, you know, it turns out that that was the opportunity and the road was really very well paved for us to to launch in Lowell and then uh, shortly thereafter expand to Lawrence. So those are the two cities we're in right now. A bit of reflection now that you're in Lowell and Lawrence and there's growth, momentum. How were you, Jim, how were you transformed on the inside in the process of this season of your life? Well, that's a good question. Um, we've already talked about the fact that I led churches for 30 years. You know, I was up in the pulpit most Sundays and congregations and and all three churches I had, there was great fruit. I, I actually came into this, um, tell you the truth, I was 60 years old. I never thought God was going to bring a new thing to me at 60 years old. Um, I think about Moses out in the desert, right? And sees the burning bush and he's, what is he, 80 or something like that? And he, God says, okay, here's your life's work. Well, I'm not, I'm not that old, but I didn't expect to have a brand new thing after 60. But, but when I, I hit this vision and started working toward it, I feel like I'm completely in my zone. I feel like I, that what I'm doing now is what I'm cut out to do, what I'm good at doing. And, uh, my heart is in it. I, I get out of bed every day enthused. Uh, you know, what can I do for Elevate New England? It's, it's, even though we're, it's a civic, uh, nonprofit, we, we're in public schools, as I'm sure we'll talk about. So we can't, um, we're not, we're not religious, but it is kingdom of God work. And, and I, I feel like the, the Lord is the, is the wind under my, in my sails. Wind under your sails. I like the way you use that. It means so much for a person like you and your background. Let's go deeper. I'm thinking about your, your background. You mentioned 30 years, your faith, God, the wind in your sails. How has that shaped your perceptions, not only of young men and women, but the way you go about? Because mentorship is a big thing mm-hmm. in your program. It sounds like it's maybe, maybe the biggest thing yeah. to, to a certain degree. Sure. But how, how has that shaped this idea of mentorship as you integrate that in New England? Well, uh, as you said earlier, uh, you used our catchphrase, no one gets there alone. I think we opened the show with that. Uh, and that's our tagline. Um, you know, our mission is building long-term, life-changing relationships with urban youth. No one gets there alone. If I would ask you, who was it for you? You asked me the question. I told you about my youth pastor when I was a kid. Um, pretty much you asked that story to everybody, and everybody has an answer. Here's who it was in my life. Might have been an uncle, might have been a parent, might have been a youth pastor, might have been a business, you know, colleague. Teacher, coach. That's right. Teacher, coaches often, right? What we find in the cities is that they don't have anyone. A lot of those kids come out of, come out of homes that are, that are not strong. They're trouble. Uh, we got a lot of single parent kids. Uh, some of those single moms are, working three jobs just trying to help the family succeed, they really don't have somebody that is 
basically teaching them how to be an adult and modeling the life that they want. So, so we, you know, very simply, the, 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 the program of Elevate New England is to provide that person long-term life-changing relationships. You talk about 24-7. Yeah. Do you really mean 24-7? I mean, well, say- yeah, um, we do. And here's, here's the t- <laughs> well, when I found this model, I, I didn't invent it, but, um, but we adopted it. As I told you, it started in Denver, and now we're in 18 cities. Um, we hire full-time teacher mentors. We call them teacher mentors from the same communities that we serve. So we're in Lawrence. Lawrence is 95% Spanish-speaking, Latino either Puerto Rican or Dominican. Uh, And so the people we have, the teacher mentors we have, are all from Lawrence or from some Spanish-speaking. They're all Puerto Rican or Dominican. So when we're in the classrooms teaching these kids, building relationships, we are of their same, you know, we look just like them. We talk just like them. Um, In Lowell, it's much um, much more eclectic. It's big Southeast Asian, Cambodian, uh, it's also Spanish. It's uh, it's a lot of African, a lot of West African, Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, Liberia, a lot of immigration from there, as well as African American and and white. Uh, there have been, you know, it's a it's a city of immigration going back hundreds of years. Uh, our people are all, you know, we've got Cambodian, we've got Spanish, we've got African. Those are the people we hire. So if you're if you're a white kid from the suburbs, you're not going to get a job with Elevate New England. Go go to the website. You can see some of the members of Jim Pocock's team, ElevateNewEngland.org. Jim, when we come back, I'd like for us to spend some time talking about the subject of trust, mm-hmm. because when you talk about mentorship, that seems to be an underlying pillar in any mentorship relationship because time is there. The relationship growing. We'll come back from our break. Let's let's talk about that. Elevate New England, no one gets there alone. That's that's their that's their tagline. That's their motto. Unique relationship based approach. Employing staff who represent the community they serve part teacher, part mentor, part life coach, dedicated to 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 make themselves available 24-7 to build relationships with students. ElevateNewEngland.org. Stay with us. On behalf of Danny Yamashiro Ministries, Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Weekdays at 6 p.m. on WEZE and visiting drdanny.live for more resources. My dear friend, it is because of listeners and donors like you that we are able to spread the message of Jesus' love and bring hope to people like you, your family, and friends. Proverbs 11.25 says, He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Will you prayerfully consider donating to Danny Yamashiro Ministries so that we may continue to broadcast the gospel so believers will be built up and non-believers may form a relationship with Jesus Christ? Visit drdanny.live to make a financial contribution today. That's drdanny.live. 
And thank you again for supporting The Good Life with Dr. Dan. May God richly bless you with The Good Life. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. So that's right. No one gets there alone. As I mentioned, part teacher, part mentor, part life coach, uh, Elevate New England's dedicated team members make themselves available 24-7 to build relationships with students. Uh, the strength of these relationships is developed through four key program components. We'll get into the model of Elevate New England. You can find out more at elevatenewengland.org. I mentioned trust, Jim. Mm-hmm. How do you build that trust based on the model that you have? Okay. Danny, that's a simple question. It's a complicated answer because you think of that urban kids, and, and our crowd of urban kids, think of the kids that many of whom would drop out of high school, would join gangs, would have babies early. Uh, as I said, you know, a high percentage of these urban kids go to prison. So they've got tough lives. And they grow up from childhood. Many of our kids grow up with a tough crust. Um, uh, and it's a, it's a self-protection device. You know, they've been hurt. They've, they've, People that are supposed to trust them and love them have not, so they they grow up learning how to protect themselves. So we have to, our first challenge is is getting under that crust of kind of building a personal relationship. And uh, our model is full-time. We are right in the schools. We are teaching classes in the schools. So our teacher mentors are there with the kids every day. They come to school, and it is it is the regular touching. It is the it is the regular, you know. Hello, Juan. Good to see you today. And how are things? How was your night? Uh, how's the day? And Juan, it, maybe for maybe for a week, maybe for two weeks, maybe for three months, is not going to respond. That crust is going to be there. But eventually, he lets that caring person in. And what we find is that once. Once that crust cracks, they're, they're soft as butter underneath, you know, because everybody in the world is looking for love. Uh, they, they want somebody who knows them and cares for them and loves them. And so, uh, so we, we persist. We build those relationships. Talk more about the model. What is the model? What right. makes the model effective? We are in public schools. We're, in fact, as far as I know, we're the only nonprofit that's actually in public schools teaching accredited courses. What I mean by that is they go on the kids' transcripts. The school is behind it. Um, there's a teacher of record from the point of view of the school that uh, that signs off, but it's taught by our teacher mentors. So we're you would go, say you're a high school sophomore, you'd go to English first period, math second period, third period, you go to Elevate. And it is a... The curriculum that we teach is character formation and life skills, as well as leadership. So our our assumption is that the urban kids don't really learn the kind of life skills that I learned at home from my parents were reinforced by my friends' parents. Maybe you 
same experience. Things like responsibility, respect, uh, positive work ethic, uh, integrity. These are curricular items. We're assuming that the kids don't know what these things are. So we teach them. Here's what respect means. Um, here's what goal setting is. And um, every Elevate kid, no matter how old they are, and we start at third grade, uh, every Elevate kid in our program has to at all times have three goals. So uh, so we teach these, and then we have they practically practice them. Here's how you integrate this into your life. So that's it. Uh, we're, we're in high school. The high school that we're strongest in right now is Lowell High. It's the second biggest high school in Massachusetts. We have eight classes that we're teaching there. We've got about 240 kids right now in our classes today. Uh, and um, uh, every one of the classes has three teacher mentors, two, two men and a woman or two women and a man, because we want to build the relationships with the kids. Um, I'll tell you, the, the guidance counselors, the deans, the school personnel, they refer people into our class, bubble kids that some of them may they be having trouble with. Um, so they, they populate our classes, and they're asking us to add more classes. So that's, that's the first part of our program. It's in-school curriculum. And we have separate class at ninth grade and then another one at 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. We have three, uh, four, different, four different Elevate classes. Results. Share some, yeah. some of the results. Well, in class, we, we want to build relationships with these kids. We start there. But then that leads to mentoring. So, you know, a large group, small group, one-on-one. Um, hey, we're going to go do a we're going to go do a hike this Saturday. Can you come along on the hike? And and the kids will risk that. Um, we build those relationships. I'll just tell you one result story. We've got a kid named Dante. Um, Dante started high school as a freshman. Had a rough life. He had a single mom. His dad died when he was little. His mom trying to raise Dante and his, and his siblings. And um, he was a rebellious kind of kid. He, he made a lot of trouble. He, he, uh, uh, he got in fights. He was never paying attention, never going to school. So he got, he got sent out of the high school when he was a freshman to uh, the alternative school in Lowell, which is called the Career Academy, and that's where we met him because we were we that's where Elevate program launched. And uh, slowly, our teacher mentors built relationships with him, and um, uh, earned his trust, and helped him see that he could succeed in life in some way. Um, he got motivated to, you know, open a book for the first time in a couple of years wanted to graduate from Lowell High, not from the alternative school. And what was very rare is somebody going back into the high school from the alternative school. But he managed. In fact, to graduate high school, he actually had one course he had to pass was advanced meteorology. He had no idea what that was. He said, what, what's that mean? about? Is that about meteors? So he, uh, he failed his midterm, but he managed to get a B in his final, and he got a passing grade. So he, he graduated. We helped him get a job at uh, Valvoline. One of our supporters are the fellows that, uh, you know, the people that own a lot of the Valvolines, their headquarters is in here in Needham. And um, and they support our program. They say, you know, any of your Elevate kids will give a job 
in our instant oil change places. So for Dante, we took him, his teacher mentor took him to Target, got him his first ever button-down shirt with a collar. And uh, we, he, Dante, here's how you have an interview. Here's how you look the person in the eye. Here's how you shake the hand. Here's when he says this. Here's what you say. So we kind of coach him all through this. Dante got the job. Dante, uh, they, they're working on the paperwork, and they said to Dante, uh, look, Dante, we'll just uh, direct deposit your check every week. And he had a blank look. What in the world does that mean? Do you have a bank account? No. He didn't even know what a bank was. So we went to a, his teacher mentor, and he went to a bank to open up an account. Dante could not open up an account. Why? Because he did not have three forms of identification. Didn't have a driver's license. Didn't have a government ID. He had a birth certificate. That was about it. Social security card. And so... For a lot of urban kids, that would be the end of the road right there. That that would be an obstacle that they couldn't get past. But our our teacher mentor, you know, we worked with the bank. How could we how could we get past this? Uh, Dante opened up a bank account, has check direct deposited. He got confidence. You know, he began down in the pit, unscrewing the nut on your oil pan on your car. That's how he started. Uh, within several months, he was the guy with the handheld computer at your windshield that when you pulled in, he would manage the affair. Now he's gone on from there. He's got a great job at a car dealership. We asked Dante, Dante, what are your three goals right now? Because everybody in Elevate has to have three goals. He said, I want to get my driver's license. I want to buy my mother a house. And I want to pay taxes. That was his third goal. Because... He learned in Elevate that when you made it, when you have a kind of a job that is serious, you actually have to pay taxes. So it's a point of pride for Dante that he's going to be a taxpayer. What a story. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that story. It puts puts our feet on the ground. It gets uh, tells us where the proverbial rubber meets the road. Jim, how do you measure growth? Well... I'll tell you three things the schools measure. Schools measure academic performance, and our Elevate kids improve. You know, when the switch goes on, when relationships are there and when they, they feel loved, they, they automatically take pride in themselves and they start paying attention in math. So academic performance goes up, uh, and attendance goes up. Uh, a lot of our urban kids... If they wake up one morning and say, hey, I don't want to go to school, they don't necessarily have anybody at the house that makes them go to school. So, But our Elevate kids want to be there, So, uh, and behavior improves. They have fewer write-ups is the term, uh, you know, behavioral, uh, their behavior records. So those three things the public schools have to report on, and all Elevate kids improve those three things. But we also, we measure... Uh, an understanding and improvement in character qualities, you know, the things that I mentioned, like uh, responsibility, respect, integrity. There's kind of an interview beginning and ending of kids that are in our program. Uh, they understand these things and they practice them. We measure community service. We feel that if a person is a, grows to be a responsible adult, they, they put in some way into their community. So we, we teach them community service. We practice that. Um, uh, social and emotional skills. All of our classes are taught on social and emotional skills. Um, and uh, this is what helps uh, somebody function in 
function in society, function today. There's been an awful lot, especially during coronavirus, of of a breakdown in uh, uh, you know mental health. Uh, so we teach the kind of the coping and the soft skills that are needed. We measure all that. Soft skills. <clears throat> You're listening to Jim Pocock. He's the president and co-founder of Elevate New England. He oozes care and a love for young people. He he's going his the, the the organization is going where they are needed most and are drilling down and building roots roots based on trust and relationship that last a long time. And the results are showing. You can find out more at Elevate New England. Org. When we come back in our in our final segment, you know, he talks about character. Character is so vital. He mentioned mentorship as as a model for the Elevate curriculum. There are certain core beliefs that 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 energize the the movement of everyone who participates. We'll talk a little bit about that and and overcoming challenges. Maybe a time. Even of an, an encouragement for you, dear friends. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life, aimlessly beneath the barren sky. Leave it to me. I lead you on. This is Danny Yamashiro. Don Pick Benson wrote, "When I was growing up." My dad was a farmer, not a Christian. He had little interest in faith, having been told by his father that the Bible was a fairy tale. But then a local pastor took an interest in my dad, asking if he could help plow the fields on the weekend. That one act of service spoke louder than words ever could to my dad. By his actions, the pastor made my dad feel loved, and that did more than any preaching could have. He didn't need convincing about the theological correctness of the Bible. He needed to feel God's love for him. This pastor met that need in a practical way, and that's evangelism. For more inspiration on evangelism, go to drdanny.live. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Now Elevate New England believes that every child is of great worth and has the desire and potential to succeed. Here's the other. Long-term 24-7 relationships with caring adults have proven positive outcomes in the lives of our urban youth. A holistic approach is essential for a strong and healthy future for our youth and teacher mentors who come from similar backgrounds. These are some of the core beliefs that energize the work of Elevate New England. Jim Pocock, the co-founder and president of New England, joins us today. He was sharing about the model of Elevate New England, how they measure growth. We'll talk about in this moment how that has impacted graduation rates. Jim, what would you say about that? People want something to hang on to. Yeah, right. 
what's the graduation rate? Well, people who come to this program. Well, we've uh, Danny, we've got about. Uh, I think our last number was about thirteen hundred students in our program. Now it's probably by the end of the school year. Now in May or June, we're going to be about fifteen hundred. We've graduated ninety eight percent of our people. So ninety eight percent, ninety eight percent, right? So, and what we say is, anybody that's in the Elevate program three semesters or more, uh, we measure them. the The schools that we work in, their graduation rate is uh, around eighty percent. That's for all of their students, and and we get the bubble kids. We get some tough kids, but they succeed. Ninety two percent of them, of the graduates, are successful in their next step. And we often find, er, well, it's statistically true that urban kids, no matter what their race, social background, they have difficulty at the next step, whether that's college or the workforce or military. Uh, but 92% of ours are uh, succeeding at the next step. So part of our program component is college and career, really helping them figure out the next step and succeed in it. In order for the program to to thrive, there needs to be support. Yeah. You have a background in development. Yeah. They're from Gordon College, three decades of pastoral ministry. Yeah. Your role today, uh, you mentioned Valvoline yeah. supporters. Are there other supporters? And, and what does your role as founder, and how does that differ from the actual directing of the yeah. program itself. Right. We're, we're a two-headed team. Um, my my partner, I speak with every day, we have an executive director, Rhea Gordon, and she is uh, she's an experienced nonprofit leader. She is fantastic. She's the magic. Uh, my role, I'm chairman of the board, and I'm actually on the payroll for Elevate New England, the nonprofit that I founded, um, essentially as the development officer. So, yeah, we are dependent on uh, fundraising. So I, uh, we have a lot of individuals that back us. We also have foundations. We have some corporations um, that uh, realize that we are addressing the urban problems in the cities in which they are located, and they want to co-brand with us, sponsor parts of our programs. We have some some businesses that are that are underwriting staff members for us, for instance. So. Yeah, that's 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 my job, getting out there and uh helping helping people know about us and uh and some choose to support us. Well, the Lord has certainly given you given you a gift of communication, feeling people's hearts. Mm. Maybe that's also part of the thread of the the years of service that you've done for families, for communities in your pastoral work. You talk about graduation rates. Mm-hmm. So these are the quote-unquote finished or finishing product mm-hmm. of the care and the nurture. How does that translate to the next generation of the younger ones coming up? Does Elevate have anything to connect with or touch younger kids? Little kids. Aha. You have just touched on one of the uh, – we call it the secret sauce of our program. Um, we work with high school kids every day. We're in the high schools, teaching classes five days a week, uh, 146 lessons a year. Uh, 
the the magic thing in our program is what we call little elevate. We take a high school sophomore, high school junior, and they have learned these our curriculum, our character qualities, respect, responsibility, things like that. In the spring semester, they go down to the elementary schools and teach what they have learned to third graders. So they will, uh, in fact, if you see, if you come up to Lowell or Lawrence, you will see this. You know, third period elevate will come. A whole class of kids, 25 kids, will go out and get on a school bus, drive to an elementary school. They'll get to that elementary school, 25 kids pile off that bus. And the four third grades in that school, the teachers have all divided up the kids. So there's four or five third graders sitting in a little circle, and a high school kid will come, and that group of kids is going to be his little a uh, little pod for the whole semester, and he teaches them what he has been learning about, let's say, about positive work ethic. Um, now, for that high school kid, he he's been practicing this lesson Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and he goes and he teaches it for about a half an hour on Friday, and he he just learned positive work ethic himself the previous semester. But when the little kids see the big kid and of the same color, of the same background. That they are, they just, the little kids light up. High school kid coming to teach me. And the high school kid, for the first time in their life, in many cases, is doing something very valuable and sees how these little kids really drink it up. It's the first impactful thing that they have done in their lives. It's not surprising that a lot of our Elevate graduates want to go on and become teachers. So, um, so that is oftentimes the spark. That's where the the switch really flips. Inspiring words. What is your vision for the future? Uh, Danny, we have been seven years operating in Lowell. We've expanded to Lawrence. We, we're growing deep in those schools. Our our aim is in our two, the two cities we're in to have 10% of the entire public school population in our program. And, uh, Research shows that that's a tipping point, that the culture of the whole school can change and eventually the culture of the whole city. We, uh, we uh, aim to expand. We have other schools that are interested in having us come, other cities that are interested in having us come. And as, as we develop, uh, we will do that. Uh, Lynn is on our, uh, is probably the next city up. Uh, Boston itself, there are high schools in Dorchester that are interested in us coming. So we have we have a, a proven, metrically proven, successful program. We have replication ability. We have the team that we are that we have built. We are building and have built and uh, are continuing to build. So the model is replicable. As we increase fundings, we're going to. We want to be in every every city in eastern New England. If somebody wants to get in touch yep. with you or Rhea, Rhea Gordon, mm-hmm. your executive director, whether to yep. join in and support, to find out more about how they might participate, or yep. what in light, yeah. light of your vision, how would they do that? Well, it's our contact information is on the website. So as you've given it several times, elevatenewengland.org, and... Uh, yeah, I can actually Rhea and I can both be reached at websites. She's just Rhea R H E A 
at elevatenewengland.org. And I'm Jim at elevatenewengland.org for emails. Happy to have anybody. We, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to get on our mailing list, our emailing list, we don't, we don't fill your inbox excessively, maybe eight or ten times a year. You'll get uh, newsletters and updates from us. So happy to have you part of us. As we close today, a word of encouragement again to somebody who is really uplifted by what you're doing. And they also want to make a difference in their communities. They also want to you know, live for a cause that is life-giving, even as it is life-giving to you. A brief word, a closing shot of encouragement to someone today. Well, I think, Danny, especially for people that are citizens of the kingdom of God, that realize that they are here because God has put them in this world and Jesus is their Savior, This, we have a responsibility for all of the citizens of the world. Every, every person is a child of God here. And uh, what we have done, we have discovered and are working on a way to help, the, as, as Jesus says, the least of these succeed. Uh, and it is just a joy. I, I, feel, I feel great joy in doing the work I'm doing, and I think that joy is the joy of heaven. That's the joy of the Trinity uh, because we're we're following the heart of God and helping helping the least of these succeed. So, yeah, any of your listeners want a good practical way to do that? Give me a ring. ElevateNewEngland.org. Jim, thank you for being with us. Uplifting words indeed. Thank you very much, Danny. God bless. Jim Pocock, ElevateNewEngland.org. My friend, God's timing is perfect. And look, there's no better time than right now to share the love of Christ with someone near you. And look, if you haven't done so, this may be that perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus. Go to drdanny.live for next steps. Find resources to reach family and friends. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, major platforms. Proverbs 3.17, wisdom can make your life pleasant and lead you safely through it. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Jim Pocock, ElevateNewEngland.org. Until next time, along with my producer and creative director, Brian Torres, social media director, Luke Yamashiro, and guest coordinator, Jan Yi. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.